Hello garden friends, Misty here. It's the end of 2021 and while we are certainly better off in many ways than we were at the end of 2020, I think we can all say I don't think we thought we'd be back in a COVID nightmare once again. And yet here we are. That said, I think there are so many things we can be thankful for and as per usual, turning to the garden and our plants can offer the solace that we need. In Texas, with nearly year-round gardening being available to us, sometimes it's hard to pause and let the garden rest without a lot of tinkering from the gardener. This fall, we finally built our six raised concrete beds in the edible garden, and that was a huge accomplishment. I'm pretty sure if I went back to listen to my Garden Resolutions podcast from earlier this year, I would not have crossed very many off of that list. But getting this huge task done was one of them, and while we still need to work on the perimeter beds, at least now we have a place to grow some fruits and vegetables this winter. I'm already planning summer's crops, and while speaking of summer, it never really quite left. Okay, so it isn't 95 with high humidity, but temperatures in the high 70s and low to mid 80s has been the norm over the last month. We've had a few cooler days with lows in the high 30s, but as of yet, we've not had a freeze here in my corner of Texas. Typically, our first freeze is late November or early December, though last year we had one in mid-October. I know many other regions of the country are having some unseasonable weather too, but we will march into January without a freeze. I am only too worried we'll be paid back with a walloping freeze or some other freak snow event like last February. But for now, I am relishing that my white Brugmansias have bloomed a second time and that the variegated Brugmansia is also about to bloom. A salvia madrensis, which typically blooms in late fall and early winter in its native range or in the more semi-tropical climates, managed to bloom too. I grew it once a few years ago for it to die in a freeze, and I gave it another chance when I purchased a new plant at a nursery early this year and was rewarded recently with a bloom. Today is Christmas Eve, and I look out my window while I sit here on the couch writing this little script out to you. It's overcast, and if you didn't know better, you might trick yourself into thinking it was 20 degrees cooler. But I will walk outside later and it will be balmy and warm and I will probably spend some time at the potting bench repotting various native plants that I sowed a month or so ago. The seedlings needing to be thinned and moved to larger pots. It's so warm that I may even sow some tomato seeds outside this week instead of starting them under lights and on a heating mat the first week of January. And speaking of tomatoes, I've been growing several volunteer tomatoes that came up from our compost. If there was ever a year to try fall or winter tomatoes, this would have been the one. My mom regaled me with a story that my brother brought her a Cherokee purple from his North Texas garden just last week, and I've heard from several fellow Houston gardeners with tomatoes and tomato flowers on their fall tomato plants. Just what a year. We've had a similar year to this in, I think, 2012 or 2013, with no freeze until January. I only wish I had some kind of clairvoyance into the future so I'd know what to plant for years like this. And with that, I will leave you to dream about spring and what you want to plant and sow in the coming months. If you're a newsletter subscriber, a new issue will be out in your inbox sometime the 1st of January. And if you aren't a subscriber, you can sign up at thegardenpathpodcast.com. Until 2022, happy gardening and thank you so much for listening.